Was Michael Jackson a time-traveling pharaoh of ancient Egypt? Is the sun actually really close and just not that hot? The answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host today, Mr. Kit Greer, and I'm joined by my paranormal host, my professional paranormal host investigator, Mr. Rory Pars. Welcome, Rory. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, you having a paranormal week? Uh, reasonably paranormal. Reasonably. Yeah. I've, I've had a busy week of work. Um, that's pretty is unusual. That <laughs> is that spooky? I don't know. I'm scared for my health. That's kind of spooky. I've dark circles around my black eyes, if that's spooky. Uh, I kind of scare myself when I look at myself in the mirror. Is clinical depression spooky? Because if so, I'm a goddamn goblin. Is pre-diabetes spooky? I guess so. Kind of scary, folks. Here's a scary story. I can't pay rent. How's that for spooky? I don't know where my next meal's coming from. There's a little spook for you. Boo. Boo. You're broke. How's that? How's that? That's what the bank manager said to you. Turns out paranormal podcasting isn't really a cash car. Well, you'd be glad to know I've I've got I've got just a a, a crazy adventure for you this time around. Oh, I cannot wait. So tell me, Rory, you're from the United States of America. What do you know about Dulce, New Mexico? Surprisingly little. As a man from Dulce, New Mexico, <laughs> the legends are true. Let me start with that. Uh, n- nothing. All right. Nothing. Well, why would you know anything? After all, it's a small town. It's only uh, it's 120 miles from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. And it's based on the uh, Hikaria Apache Indian res- Reservation. Ooh. Home to about 2,600 people. Really small. Uh, nearly entirely Native American population. Well, the sleepy town of Dulce went on to become the site of one of the most controversial cases in paranormal history. A story so desperately covered up by the powers that be that just to hear the story endangers your very life. Good God. So anyone who wants to live, just stop listening now. Oh, that's good. We should yeah, do a disclaimer here. So we're going to get into some weird paranormal shit here. This is going to put you on some government lists. You're going to go on a list, dude. If you continue listening to this podcast, this is the disclaimer. You should stop right now if you don't want to be woke. If you want to <laughs> continue rat race lives, living in the gutters. Yeah, if you just want to, you, you know in the Matrix when Morpheus offers the red pill and the blue pill? This yeah. is the f- Red pill, dude. I'm traveling to the States later this year. This I'm out of my damn mind if I think I'm getting to the country after this podcast. <laughs> Flagged at the gate. Kit Greer from this paranormal life. Dart gun to the neck immediately in the middle of the entire airport. It's clearly an alien with like a handlebar mustache. Come with me. Bill Clinton on his side. Every ex-president that's alive and dead by the alien side. So if you're still here, Congratulations. Congratulations, you're not a little bitch. It all began with a doctor of physics, Mr. Paul Benowitz. When cattle mutilations started popping up around New Mexico in the 70s, we've talked about these before in the Here podcast. We Here we go. Uh, Benowitz became convinced that they were the result of extraterrestrial intervention, which is an idea that's become very popular since. It, it goes together like, you know, PB and jam mm-hmm. right now, but it wasn't always obvious. With this in mind, he then began picking up intercepted electronic signals near Dulce. <gasps> This is a town too small to be receiving such signals, so he was trying to work out why. He thought to himself, if these aren't being directed to Dulce from another town, maybe they're coming from Dulce. 
Oh. But where? This is just like a couple shops around. There's like one hotel. There's right. There's 2,000 people. They're all Native Americans. Where are they coming from? Dude, maybe if they're coming from underground. I love it. I love it. And you know I'm on board. You know, because I've done my research into ancient aliens and the hollow earth. So here we go. Right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Cappadocia, Turkey, the hidden cities. Do your research, folks. We've <laughs> covered research, it all. Folks. Episodes uh, one through seven, I think <laughs> you'll find. Because that's about as extensive as our research is as well. And he thought to himself, you know, normally radio signals are going... Uh, you know, like like across the earth. They're going from one city to another. Right. But if they're under the ground, where are they going? Straight up, dude. Into the sky, dude. To who, though? He started propagating the theory that not only did aliens create cattle mutilations, but they're still here, communicating with their planet right underneath our feet. C- can, I, can I ask about these radio transmissions that he's picking up? Yes. I mean, was this just static? Was this like... We're under the earth. Was it confirmation of alien existence? Send some food. Earth food sucks. We've been eating Doritos. We forgot to cook the cows. We just killed them. We were really hungry. I want so does he any any like any words any alien languages he can pick up? I expect I don't think he got that far. What what I gather from Mr. Benowitz is that your greatness and madness are next door neighbors. You know he went into everything with this kind of slant of maybe it's aliens. Yeah. So I think this was a bit like the way that we receive radio signals from outer space and don't know what they are. I think it was the same thing. It was like just unencoded, raw, bleeping, like imagine Morse code. Right. Just noise. This seems like a message. Right. Yeah, like it could be a message. Okay. I don't think it was like talking in English. (laughs) That would be too easy. That would be way too easy. Do this podcast would stop now. (laughs) And it does. All right, everyone. (laughs) You picked up one signal saying, yeah, we're real. (laughs) Then they hung up. And at this same point in history, a government geologist and structural engineer Phil Schneider is on, is offering. <laughs> Sorry, just uh, stuttered there because of how uh, real this story is. <laughs> Sometimes it's so real I just can't, I just can't say even it. speak. Okay, let me try that again. So at this point in history, a government geologist and structural engineer, Phil Schneider, is offered a government contract to work in Dolce, New Mexico. Schneider. Oh, that's coincidental. <laughs> The thrown around. Why does he need to go there? You said there's like 2,000 people there. Well, we'll get there. Schneider has worked on several government underground projects. So I guess the military build bases underground, things like that. He's worked on these before. You never really think about these things. Think of like, think of Area 51, this huge base. and Constantly. <laughs> I think about it constantly. I see it when I close my eyes. Hell, when I open my eyes. It's where I've been. It's where I belong. It's where I will where go. Where I was born. <laughs> Yeah, whenever you think of these bases and like someone built that, like architects designed it and engineers built it. Yeah. And and construction workers built it. Like people worked in these things. It's not like a great mystery. So this guy, Robert Schneider, he's like worked on government uh, projects before. So whenever he's offered a contract to come into Dolce, he uh, doesn't ask any questions. He's happy to take the job. But things didn't go quite to plan. I'll take you back. It's late August 1979. Schneider is beginning work in Dolce to create an underground facility. That's all he knows. Okay. So to create an underground facility, as Schneider educated me, not personally, this is online, you have to drill... (laughs) I assure you, I had no idea what was down there. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Apparently, you have to start by drilling several holes in the ground, and then you can drill between them 
And then you can excavate the ground in between, and then you've kind of hollowed out uh, an right. amount of earth, and you can build inside that. I believe the first seven are warning holes to any <laughs> possible alien species down there to be like, hey, we're coming, we're coming, put in some drill sounds here, we're coming, we're coming, and I don't know how many do, we're coming, we're coming, we're coming, and then if they haven't moved off by then, that's on them. If you drill straight to an alien skull, that's on them. Sorry, bro. So they started drilling these, these warning holes, as you put it, but something was wrong. When they drilled into the earth, they started hearing mechanical failure. Insert mechanical failure. What was this here? Okay, stop the drill. And they pull it out, and the drill's, like, broken. It's, like, <gasps> busted. So this happened a couple times. Uh, so once maybe you hit something unusual, I guess, you know, there's all a sorts of fields stuck in it. <laughs> right. Sorry. So sorry. They, I will not apologize for filling in the blanks. <laughs> the next time they drill black soot and gas erupt out of the ground. What the hell's down there? Schneider started to question things when he noticed that there were actually Green Beret commandos stationed amongst the engineers. (laughs) He thought something was kind of weird, actually. So the team decide together, commandos included, that that they're going to send someone down and just see what's up, you know. I guess, you know, you hit some... Like uh, like a, a natural gas buildup exactly. in the earth. You hit like a pocket of it. Poof, exactly. Smoke. And in terms of the drill, you hit some sort of like, um, you know, metal field. deposit. Or- right. What were you going to say? The, the field, we're right? We're done, dude. Okay. So they decide they need to send someone down there. And uh, obviously, Schneider's the man. So they fire up the basket with the little rope and the lamp and everything. And He's they- not a kitten. Why are they putting him in a little basket? <laughs> Why would they put a kitten in the hole in the first place? I, I don't know. Actually, Isn't that where kittens point. go, dude? He's not a canary. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that worked better. So cut, out that for, cut out the kitten bit. <laughs> just keep the canary bit. So they lower him down the basket and a headlamp into the darkness. So at this point, we have a video testimony of what happened that day from Mr. Philip Schneider. From so, the man himself. From the man himself. So uh, we're going to play this for the audience, and we're going to listen to it and, and see what he has to say. Analyze. 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 As professionals. In this process, I was lowered down the basket of one of these holes, and about from me to this elderly woman here in the front was sitting a seven-foot-tall alien gray... <laughs> The stench was worse than the worst garbage can you can imagine. Uh, the person was at, or the entity was absolutely horrible. I didn't waste any time to reach for my pistol. At that time, as an engineer, I didn't have time to carry all the fold roll of one of these big submachine guns with all the sea spray and the yellow fruit and the, all the uh, outer perimeter and inner perimeter security people carried. I carried a little Walter PPK pistol with a nine-shot clip. You got a regular clothes on, plus you're in a almost like a spacesuit environment and you're reaching for a gun it's it's not the easiest thing to do and then to pop a clip in it and start shooting and i killed two of them yes they're mortal and they do die however in the process uh one of them did this i re- all i remember is that he just kind of waved his hand in front of his chest and the next thing I know, this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish. And every, uh, burnt, burnt my fingers right off of me. What? And 
it was oh some God, form of electrical force because the kind of like hit being hit by a lightning bolt burned all my toenails off of me. Holy uh, shit. Completely crispy crittered my left foot. <laughs> burnt the shoe right off of me. Um, all I remember is the smoking remains, and I'm laying almost, I'm still conscious, but in and out of, I didn't remember much. And there was a, a green beret that was right behind me that risked his life. In fact, he died. So he Jesus risked his Christ. life. He shoved me back in the bash and hit the button and took me up. And I wouldn't be alive talking to you today if it wasn't for him. I'm forever indebted. I have so many questions. He lost his life. 66 Secret Service agents, Green Berets, Black Berets, crack troops lost their lives because the government, our United States government, lied, did not tell us anything about the alien threat. There's a war underneath there, and I'm talking dead serious. It's been going on since that time. Since late August of 1979, our military, the Russian military, basically the militaries of the world, have been in constant conflict with the outer space alien. The, the small gray, the large gray, the reptilians, the whole thing. There are, 11, there are 11 distinct races of aliens. Two are benevolent. One had to leave here in a hurry because their world is under attack. Both on the surface of the world, I was so on board for so long. <laughs> I was so some close. Of you are familiar with that. I have a picture of one of the aliens been working for the United States Pentagon what for the last that? 58 years. His name is Val, Val Valiant Thor. Val Valiant? Right he basically hasn't changed. He lives for 490 years, what he says his lifespan is. He's a human-looking type person. He has six fingers and six toes. And what is, this is he's got mad. one lo oversized heart, <laughs> one lung, giant lung. He's making uh, it up now. His blood vessels on. are bigger. He's got copper oxide for blood, similar to an octopus. He has a thinking capacity. If, if you were to measure it, it'd be totally off the scale. It'd be about a 1,200 IQ. Because how does um, he even know? He speaks 100 languages fluently, <laughs> alien as well as others. Um, He's a remarkable person. I had a chance to meet him one time. Wow. So, Rory, you've just had the pleasure of uh, listening to the testimony from uh, Philip Schneider. Uh, pretty convincing, wouldn't you say? I have a lot of questions. Yes. I have a lot of questions. Question Let's one. start. He said the, the Green Beret that saved him died? No, he said uh, 66 of the Green Berets died that day. What? Yeah, 66 people died that day, Roy. That's the alien-human battle of uh, Dulce, New Mexico. This is, this is, this is uh, a very important event in the uh, UFO community. He was kind of uh, slapped to the face because I was sitting there laughing along with him as he mm. said he took out his pistol and killed two aliens. Yeah, it was pretty badass. Before being blasted in the chest by a laser beam. He got beam. his fingers blasted off. You saw it in the video. That's it. As soon as he raised his hand, he, he literally has fingers missing off of his... Off of his left yeah, hand. Yeah, I would encourage you guys to look this up if you are interested. You can find this. This is Philip Schneider, Underground Alien Bases. Uh, there's I mean, dozens of talks by Philip. We, we always talk about these cases, and it always comes back to, is there proof? Is there hard evidence that yes. they leave behind any DNA, any impacts on the environment? They took this man's fingers. Absolutely. For all the sense of he purposes. was covered in scars, and, uh, and he, he had scars over his chest, and he claims these were laser wounds from this blast <laughs> from this alien. <laughs> missing wounds. fingers. He lost his freaking toenails, dude. Jesus. Okay, so it's 
a lot of very specific information that yeah. he knows. Yeah, he doesn't beat around the bush, does he? But it's also it also comes back to why is he lying about this? Why would he lie about this? Yeah. What is he gaining from this? And he's not gaining anything. I, mean, I assume it's only damn damaging fingers. reputation, damaging <laughs> his band. So Schneider goes on to claim that this plant where the attack took place is part of a multi-story facility underneath the earth that houses humans, human-animal hybrids, and aliens for experimentation. Okay. He claims there's many bases like this around the earth known to governments and covered up. If this is a, a place that's known, run by the government, almost like a little prison, mm. then why, what, did he just accidentally drill into one of, like, the jail cells? He was contracted to build an additional facility right. onto this, but they were keeping them in the dark about what the purpose of this was or what was in As the you time. should. And yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> So in the aftermath of this alien battle and explanation, Schneider became a lecturer on UFO contact, toured the country speaking about this incident. Through his research, he claimed that President Eisenhower had struck a deal with the extraterrestrials in 1954, Mm. allowing them to experiment on humans here on Earth, hence the government's knowledge of this alien base. Ah, okay. I've heard stories of Eisenhower before being involved with extraterrestrial yeah, activities. Yeah, he was kind of clued-in guy, kind of, like, experimented with this. Yeah, I don't know if clued-in is the best way <laughs> to describe his mental state. <laughs> if you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma, I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast, and every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners and every Sunday we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Stories wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ParanormalLife today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ParanormalLife. <laughs> Frustratingly, Schneider was unwilling to give up the entrance to the underground base, potentially because of the threat this would pose to his own life. He claimed to have avoided no less than 13 murder attempts from government forces because of what he knew. No. But he only survived for so long. In 1996, he was found dead in his home. Jesus. The authorities wrote it off as a suicide, but his wife didn't buy it. He was found strangled by a hose wrapped around his neck three times. 
Oh my god. It didn't add up. Schneider, as we saw in that video, was missing fingers and he had limited motion in his shoulders. He had all sorts of issues from this alien from attack. From the laser blast, he of had course. Cancer, osteoporosis. Jesus all Christ. All of these issues. It was unlikely they could have achieved this himself by wrapping Schneider's head. Not to mention, as his wife pointed out, he was a chemical expert, owned a handgun, so he had like many better ways to ki- kill himself. Yeah, than a garden than hose. With a freaking garden hose. Before he died, he told his wife, my death will be made I to I will look never like a- commit suicide. Yes. He said. he said, my death will be made to look like a suicide. Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. It's real. This is insane. Did the Black Hawk helicopters and no, government no. agents get to him? Would that validate the stories of an underground base at Dolce? It seems far-fetched, but Schneider isn't the only victim of this knowledge. In October last year, conspiracy theorist Max Spires was found dead in an apartment in Poland where he had gone to deliver a speech on several topics, including the underground base at Dolce, New Mexico. He was covered in a black liquid when he died that he had vomited out. Oh, God. Just days previously, he texted his mum to say, if anything happens to me, investigate. <laughs> Imagine being a mother getting that text. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey Max, out of the you coming home for dinner tonight? <laughs> I've got like a roast on. If anything happens, investigate. Investigate. <laughs> that would be terrifying. I just want to, before we go any further into yes. the podcast, please. If anything happens to me, investigate. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that now on this podcast. It goes I out kill you live on the to podcast. You, thousands of people. <laughs> if I have apparently committed suicide. It was not me. I've been hunted down. They're trying to shut me up because I'm too woke. They're trying to close me down. If I cycle into a tree in a BMX (laughs) incident, investigate. Investigate. Do it. Do it all. If I die in a hot dog eating contest, investigate. (laughs) (laughs) So Max Spires dies in these mysterious circumstances. His girlfriend and mother believe that he was killed in a satanic ritual for knowing too much. So these two men gave their all in telling the truth about Dolce. But physical evidence, to be fair, is thin on the ground. A lead did emerge, however, when the United States Department of Agriculture released documents detailing UFO incidents on national grounds. Emails from within the department in Albuquerque, New Mexico, reveal that they were alerted to sightings of an alien base in Tonto National Forest nearby. Interestingly, former US Air Force intelligence officer George Filer also claims the existence of an alien base in Tonto National Forest. He points to the many cases of missing people in the area. He says people would just, you would find cars empty with people's personal belongings and everything lying just totally abandoned those people will have gone missing does this tie in to the fact that schneider thought that there were multiple bases around the world mm. officer filer also however believes that the same aliens helped the united states in the vietnam war <laughs> but that's another tale for another podcast look we've talked we've done a whole podcast about the nazis getting help from ancient aliens it's during true. the Second World War. Is it that far of a, of a stretch of the imagination? What do you do? You fight fire with fire, fight lasers with lasers. You damn you get right. Your own, you get your own aliens. That's right. It was, a, it was an arms race. And what's the greatest <laughs> arms of all? Alien, alien arms. arms. <laughs> They're long. They're gangly. And they, they can, can blow lasers. <laughs> they can blow lasers from their slightly oversized hearts, apparently. <laughs> That's right. Six fingers. Big heart. <laughs> Lovely guy, big heart, blood, much like an octopus. Uh, which <laughs> is, I don't like how because he he says all these things like they have the blood, much like an octopus, oversized heart, uh, 
I I met the man once.、Mm. If you met the guy once, how does he know all these 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 details? These little yeah. Details? Well, I think again it was because his dad supposedly had contact with this guy. Right. Okay.、Period. So we're looking at some sort of、uh, dynamic、uh, similar to Indiana Jones and his father.、Mm. You know, we're looking、That's、at、right. like old adventure、That's、and then、right. uh, young Indy finds all his notes and wants to continue on like hunting aliens and finding out all this. That's right. He, he set down the path for him. Yeah, and his dad's all like. Rook Junior, there's aliens out there in this world, and we've got to stop them. And it's like, okay, wait, no, he's not a, he's not a、uh, kid at that point. Okay, Dad, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it, that, it was exactly like that. Like I said, physical evidence is thin on the ground, but sometimes it's like, as you say, the human aspect of this. What do these guys have to lose?、Right. It turns out everything. These guys died. <laughs> yeah, telling these stories. That's the ultimate price. It really is. Because we've had people who get discredited, they get、mm-hmm. fired, they、mm-hmm. get publicly、mm-hmm. shamed and humiliated. Yeah.、Um, by us on this podcast. Yeah, I mean that's the second worst punishment of all. <laughs> is, is iTunes like disgrace? That's like I think we talked about it before that that is genuinely one of my biggest fears is to ever have an actual paranormal encounter where、yeah. I'm so convinced that it's real that I destroy my life trying to convince <laughs> others that it happened. The government's trying to shut you down for yeah, it's a nightmare. Because it. think about it, you'd be like, what is the goddamn point? My wife doesn't speak to me, the、yeah. kids are gone, and the government's trying to kill me. <laughs> it's so <laughs> even、true. though no one believes me. Madness. I know. I mean, it's it's exactly like investigate.、That. I'm just gonna keep saying that hashtag investigate. I'm gonna end all my tweets with hashtag investigate. <laughs> it's it's exactly like that that South Park episode, the the homeless one, where he's asking for change. Yes, it's like everyone thinks they're so different to homeless people, and then one day you genuinely need change, and suddenly you're just any other homeless yeah, person. Yeah, you're out there like making excuses,、money. being like, oh, like I I forgot my wallet, and my I'm locked、yeah. out of the office building. It's like, oh my god, now I'm、and、one of them. And it's the exact same thing. It's、like、you look down and you're missing three fingers. You're like, oh god. <laughs> But I dug the warning holes. Oh God! <laughs> investigate, <laughs> investigate! As you disintegrate into the floor. So we've <sighs> got we've got the facts. We've got the fiction. Right. We need to all fiction. Them Sorry.、Apart. Excuse me. <laughs> what do you, what do、oh, you make?、Now. All right. Do I believe the government has done shady stuff in underground bases? Absolutely. I think it's happened in today. I think it's happened during the World War.、Um, To the extent of which I'm not entirely sure about. Investigate. Now, <laughs> when it comes to、uh, things like aliens, I think he was suspiciously clued in to a lot of aspects of these alien mannerisms. Yeah, to the point. Where he's, he's almost an alien, right? You're getting that as well. Oh, they damaged、uh, my hand, and now I only have three fingers. Oh yeah, or are the other two fingers on that hand fake? And they're all three、uh, fingers. He blasts everyone in the crowd at once. <laughs> Starts rubbing his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Investigate. <laughs> you know, I've been in the game a long time. I've seen a lot of shit. Some a lot of unexplainable space junk. Mm-hmm. And、uh, hell, who am, say, <laughs> who am I to say? Who am I to say that aliens didn't visit the Earth at some point this in morning? Life. I think I, this is out of all the the paranormal kind of subgenres. This is the one that I'm closest to being on the side of belief with,、mm. because it it's far fetched, 
but plausible. Yes. I don't think there are, like, ghost children walking the earth. Yes. Because that's so far removed. I can believe in technology. I can believe in life on other planets. Yes. I can believe in scientific advancement and government experimentation because it's happened and we've seen it and it's been declassified. So, do I think there are alien bases and laboratories used to experiment on humans under the earth? Possibly. Possibly, I do. <laughs> Possibly. Investigate. What do you think? You haven't given me your conclusion. <clears throat> conclusion. I mean, this Philip Schneider guy, he's he's quite problematic. He's a very controversial figure, even within the UFO community. Yeah. I think a lot of people f- think he's full of crap. Yeah, because I got the idea he's he's trying to sh- make it out like he's got all the answers. Yeah. So that in that community, he's like the head honcho. Yeah. He, everyone's like, oh, this guy was attacked and he knows and he killed them and everything. But a lot of it just sounds like it could be stuff that he made up. Yeah, I mean, I think as you say, it just seems too sure about a lot of really specific Oddly things. Oddly specific. But, you know, you can be on board for, I saw one, I shot it, my hand burnt off. And then he's like, there's 11 different species. One of them had to leave because there was a battle on their home planet. How does he know that? Yeah. That's mad. It's definitely fishy. So I think, was there an alien-human war under Dulce, New Mexico? I feel like probably not. I think we're both going no on that one. I'm a big believer in aliens. I think people are insane if they don't believe in aliens. I like that. I like that we're both on the same page because the probability is it's yes. It's it's insane. People don't realize. It's It's almost more improbable that there isn't other life. But was there a war underneath Dolce, New Mexico? Hell no. Investigate. Investigate. Hashtag investigate. I like that. We've almost got like a little phrase now. (laughs) Always remember, folks, investigate. I'm also doing an Illuminati triangle <laughs> sign with my hands. Just to keep as I Jay-Z happy. Yeah. Make sure we investigate. don't screw anyone over. Always. Well, if you guys have your own UFO tales, your own underground alien tales, if you built an underground government facility, hell, if you're Philip Schneider himself, you're missing fingers and whatnot, <laughs> please email us in instantly. Absolutely. At thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. We're always watching that gmail inbox and uh and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of those stories uh coming up pretty soon absolutely yeah if you want to get in touch as we said send in an email if you want to do it quick and dirty we're both on twitter i'm at rory has powers and you're at kit greer g-r-i-e-r send them in if you have any recommendations of uh cases you want us to explore or your own horrible little mysteries that you've come across. That's right. And if you're enjoying the podcast, as always, the best Investigate. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? To kill us and investigate. (laughs) (laughs) The best way is to hit us up on iTunes and leave us a little, uh, little review. Yeah. Investigate. Always, though. Don't forget that part about it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.